1: Turn up the fun with crunch. Hola.
0: Hello. This call is being translated.
1: Abuela, listen to what my phone can do.
0: Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said language is no longer a barrier thanks to live translate with galaxy ai on samsung galaxy s24 ultra learn more at samsung.com samsung account login required calls must be made using the native samsung dialer
1: this episode is brought to you by amazon prime
0: Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur Sharp teeth or feet with claws Whatever's preferred They'll grant you all last Request to steady your nerves Then podcast the body parts Get severed and served Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler That ain't just a mistake That's an awful howler Both of them are known To pull up at your shows Have the crowd witnessing the murder Like they rolled in with a gang of crows Fuck the censorship Let them see the whole thing They stay dressed to kill Never sheep's clothing Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon You'll see nothing All your ears are half a puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping. Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning. Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog. dog, dog, dog. Welcome, guess who's back inside the building? The wolf and the owl. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, honey.
1: Uh, <coughs> I've got a, just making a mission. Uh, over wolf today, boy. Yeah, hang in today. Now we get, is this the first yeah. time we've
0: had a hungover wolf on the pod?
1: I think so. I think No, I think early on, early on we did, but I, I muddled through. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm emotionally hungover or uh, just like sort of stagnantly hungover.
0: This is because you finished uh, Red Reddap's big night out. Yeah, the last, and, the last. Uh, you had a massive night out at the end of it. It wasn't, it
1: wasn't even actually a big night out afterwards. It was, it was sort of, we had a few beers and uh, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I didn't eat anything really. That was a big mm. thing.
0: Uh, I remember when we did uh, when we did Judge Ramesh. Uh, I don't think they'd even finish saying it's a rat before you're out the fucking door <laughs> and in your car. No, but you, hu- a weird... you you hung, you hung around for this one, did you? No, we had a nice drink
1: at the end of Gary, didn't we? <laughs> we,
0: had
1: good, we had a good drink at the end oh, of it Gary. Oh, was
0: great! It was fun, wasn't it?
1: No, I think you had obviously scarp it off and you did uh... No,
0: no, I wasn't you deliberately scheduled it so I wasn't in on the last day. I, I don't do the scheduling. It was just like a
1: happy mistake.
0: Oh, you like... sorry, sorry, you think you think what? It's your production company. You wrote the thing. You're the star no, we, of it. You we were expect me to... you expect you an exec on it. You expect me to believe you didn't have some sort of hand in making Mate, sure I wasn't there for the last we
1: day. We would suffer in the budget after all you drank in Newcastle and all. You're such all
0: a tosser. You must have made a fucking saving on the room you booked me a prick. <laughs> I mean, that was going for a quarter of a price of everyone else's.
1: <laughs> oh, God. oh, dear. Oh, Romsky. How
0: have you been, G? Well, I've just been... I've just come back from Centre Parks. A couple of things happened. My guy lives in the high life. It is... You know what? It does feel like you live in the high life, because that Trump place... Centre Parks is quite expensive, mate, isn't it? It is so expensive, man. And also, like, my kids, they suddenly start discovering new things that they're into. That costs money. Like, for example, we played badminton twice over three days. Wow! Like, like, my kids have never played badminton before in their lives, and I play. Are You any good? I'm, I'm alright. I'm okay. Do you know what I mean? Not great. I mean, I, but I used to play it when I was a kid. My mum and dad were obsessed. we obsessed with badminton. We used to play quite a bit. My dad's so, obsessed with it. Really? Football. What is it yeah. about badminton that it doesn't matter if you're shit at every other sport? I'm not. By the way, this is not a critique of badminton players when badminton at its top level looks absolutely insane right but yeah badminton at sort of beginner level leisure center level feels it's a very like... forgiving sport it it's is very, isn't it yeah, it yeah. really is yeah. Yeah.
1: it's it's one of the only sports I think I've ever played where I feel I felt oh actually I've got the hang of this and I think yeah. I could probably play at an international level
0: okay do you mean you could, play, you could play I think what you, you're confusing play at an international level with play abroad like
1: if yeah. you're saying serious... <laughs> No, all right, all right. If, I, if i go to a holiday and i'm in a hotel right yeah and they have got a uh they got a sweet sweet badminton court there i would take all comers
0: so so if you okay first of all my my absolute sympathies to kat that she's on holiday with somebody that's got this in his locker but but so you you you'd see a badminton court and you yep. do it like you know like people that are ballsy enough to go up to a pool table and just put some money down and well, I'd put fifty. No, what I'd probably do is
1: I would lurk. I'd not the whole day, but like sort of like every couple of hours, I'd sort of lurk about the badminton court, sort of seeing if anyone fancies a game. Sort right. of, yeah. You know, or make friends, a sort couple of cut friends at the breakfast buffet, and say to them, well, you know, how are hey, you doing? You've seen a badminton court here and all
0: that. And they go, Aren't you here with your wife?
1: Yeah, or maybe I'd just be a bit more subtle and just carry a badminton racket around with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just Oh, you've got to... Fu- Honestly, mate, i tell you what, it's a nice place here. Word, word, word of warning, swerve the big geezer with a badminton racket. You'll never fucking get rid of him. <laughs> um, who was the best? Who won most games? Well, actually, Lisa's got some skills, it turns out. Really, this one? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's good. She's good. Um, it's that thing of, like... So, I, I played with Theo, our eldest for the first one, he just, he just said, I fancy having a go at badminton. So just him and I had a go while the other two went off and did like this indoor rock climbing or whatever. Then then all the family wanted to have a go. So it was all of us. It was me, Charlie and Alex on one side and Lisa and Theo on the other side. And it's oh. that thing of where like, it, you're, you're balancing wanting your kids to have a go with you actually wanting to have a go at badminton. It's that sort of ongoing battle, yeah. isn't it? Where You sort of, I at mean, one po- at one point... I'm not. I'm not proud of this, but I pretty much bundled Alex over to get to a get to a shot.
1: Is any of your boys showing more sort of competence with sport than the others? Or
0: uh, they've got different. Like they 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 seem to show competence in different things. Because we, I feel really lucky in that. You know, sometimes when you think about the Olympics and you, you watch an yeah. Olympic event that's like pretty niche, and you think yeah. to yourself, maybe there is a chance yeah. that I could have been fucking great at that. I just never had a go at it. Right. So. So now I'm in this amazing position of being able... You know, we, we're all in this amazing position of having this opportunity to try all these different sports. So, like, one of us... So Charlie's obviously having a go at football. But you find they've got different skills in like, di- different stuff. So, for example, Alex, it turns out... I know this is not a sport. He's like a fucking spider monkey on an indoor climb wall. I mean, it's, oh, really? it's insane. Oh, hold on a sec. Oh, there's somebody at the door. Hold on one set. Here we go.
1: I'm sure if he's popular, or he's just a postman, I something, I'd imagine guys. um let me take this moment to say that Romish actually was quite sad the other day. He said to me that um there hadn't been many pictures coming in to make him feel happy so, okay uh, I'm
0: back and ignore that what he just said i don't We don't need any <laughs> fucking pictures all right um, so anyway, the trick the, so they're all showing different sort of uh, abilities and different things. One of the things I have noticed though is I I don't, as you know, Tom, I don't have yep. a competitive po- bone in my body. Like, I just don't no. give a shit. And I don't know if... Well, you do a little bit, I think. But, like, I'm much more competitive as a spectator <laughs> than I am as a, yeah. as, a, as a participant. Like, you know, I get so aggravated if Arsenal drop the ball. But when it actually comes to playing, I just don't... You know, like when we're doing League or whatever, and yeah, Jamie yeah. and Freddie, obviously being professional sportsmen, when they get so wound up about losing, what I don't think... It frust- our lack of ability frustrates them as much as our lack of giving a shit. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I just don't have it in me to care if I lose at something. Do you know what I mean? Which is incredibly this- frustrating. Yeah, go on.
1: So this week, I had this massively. Like, I saw it first. So uh, last week, uh, last Monday, we finished the show and Jamie, in a very, very lovely gesture, says, like, do you want to come to my, the golf club he- he's a member of, right? Yeah. Me, we'll have a like, game of golf tomorrow. Uh, me, Harry, and a friend of Jamie's, Sweet Pete. And um, we so we go to this amazing golf club, which I would say now is maybe the best hotel that I've ever stayed. It's incredible, this place. Um, you I've, stayed there? I, yeah, we stayed there. I woke up the next morning, Ron, uh, at probably about 6.30, and I, the tension and nerves through my body was like I was playing in an FA Cup final or a World Cup final, because mm. I was partnered with Harry Redknapp, right? right. So we were playing a four-ball this guy Pete and Jamie versus me and Harry, right? Harry's like my one of my ultimate heroes. Like I do, you know, like me and you are very fortunate. We work with people that you go fucking. Hell, they, 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 I, I had a season ticket all the time. Harry was a manager at um, West Ham. Anyway, so we go down to sort of uh, the clubhouse type thing, and in the clubhouse there's like Ryder Cup winners. There's there's professional sportsmen of all levels. Yeah, in the back of my head, the only thing I can think is is like at best I'm below average at golf. Mm. I've been playing for eight months and now I'm on, uh, you know, I essentially feel you know, like like I've been picked for the England squad having you've, played you've one been game. Play,
0: you've been playing quite regularly though, haven't you? Because you well, really one of the good things about you on social media is that we're able to really keep tabs on what you're up to because very rarely you engage in any activity without posting about it. So, you know, I, I would say I've seen you in an Insta story Sort of at a golf club, going golf love moment or something like that. I reckon two to three times a week for the last few. No, months, no, no, no. Right? Two most, two most, two most. Okay. Fine. So
1: anyway, even that though, right? So how are you saying? How good are you? I said, well, and in, in a scheme that maybe I'm, if I was working as a chef, right, the first thing you make is a cheese sandwich. You're not going to go move straight onto the souffles, right? I, I, I have... I, if
0: if I turned up at a, a, a chef's course. And they were we'll say, we're going to start with the basics. <laughs> Number one, we're going to make a cheese sandwich. I, I would start having a look at the fucking credentials of that place. Yeah, but cheese sandwich is the easiest thing to make, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But, but I still don't. I still don't need to be shown how to do it properly. Like Wait, omelet, uh, like, uh, omelet, I get scrambled eggs right. or something like that. I get <laughs> okay, cheese sandwich. Right. I, so- right. I go sorry, mate. What what the fuck do you think you're dealing with here?
1: So <laughs> <But, laughs> So say an omelet rather than souffle, right? Anyway, I actually play okay. I'm playing all right. I, I all right. drive to cut the couple of balls quite nicely, and, and I'm playing all right. And and every time I hit a really good shot, Harry is like, "Go on, Tommy, go on."
0: Have you have you have you preempted the red naps about your standard at this? Time? Yeah, they
1: both knew that no, I was right, going to be right. shit. I mean, the worst bit was when is before the game, everyone's like, oh, let's knock a few balls. Everyone hit a couple of balls. I mean, it's an incredible place to play, genuinely. Yeah. I was like, fucking... But I'm standing, like, three people down from a guy who's fucking a Ryder Cup captain. <laughs> like, literally going and doing kick-ups next to Messi. Yeah. So I'm like, this is fucking insane. And and my arse just went well. I was so tense. Mm. And then um, every time I hit a bad ball, <laughs> Harry was just going... Like that. <laughs> <laughs> right? We had a joke with it, but I could see the competitive nature yeah, 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 yeah. of sure. Harry versus Jamie, yeah. which is like you know father versus son, two incredible sportsmen. It's not, two... it's not
0: like that. It, that is what it is. They <laughs> are father and son.
1: Well, two people going head to head, right? And the competitive nature, and I'm the person in the mix who's going to lose it for Harry. Right. It was yeah. It was how how like good it. Sweet Pete. Sweet Pete was better than me. He was good, Sweet Pete. Yeah, okay. yeah. He had a nice way about him, Sweet Pete. He was actually the, he's like the general master of uh, Skechers, So What? What do you mean? Like, he's I, did, I, didn't know, I didn't
0: know. I didn't know sketches had ranks.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, but he's like one of sketches. He's just two
0: above lieutenant at sketches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's he's one of the main people at sketches. Right. Okay. I was the only one who wasn't wearing Sketcher shoes, which actually, you know, in one, in one, two, maybe actually looked the coolest person out there. Yeah. Yeah, for once. But uh, <laughs> we're the only time I've ever looked better at shopping. <laughs> Yeah, God, but the yeah the competitive nature between between them was incredible,
0: right?
1: Yeah, and then I could sort of see afterwards when they're having a cup of tea and everyone was speaking about like yeah who'd won the game and who'd lost the game. Yeah, um, I could see sort of like people pointing over at me <laughs> as the ultimate loser. But uh, wow. but it was yeah. fun. Though. You had a
0: fun day.
1: Oh, it was a lovely, beautiful day. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful day. Mm. Um, let me tell you, it was I uh, maybe one of the best breakfast baps I've ever had. Go on, what was in it? Well, no, it's just a just a very nice bit of sausage, mm. uh, some quite just perfectly done bacon, and a really nice runny fried egg, all Ket- in a ketchup? really soft ketchup. I se- of course, I tell you what, if
0: you put ketchup on that, it won't embarrass itself, mate. Ketchup. By the way, I've
1: look. I need to actually clarify something. I have nothing to do with the success of tomato ketchup, but to my kin and to my brethren that have got in touch uh, over the last week, saying how much they love ketchup and man i've been inundated and i love you with from the bottom of my heart
0: i mean there's so much so much to unpack there in what you said i've, I've never heard so many inaccuracies just ram jam packed so tightly first of all nobody suggested that you had a causal effect on the popularity of tomato ketchup okay that's the first thing second thing the people that are getting in touch with not your kith or your kin all right they're just random people that listen to the podcast Right. And finally, okay, you weren't inundated. I imagine you received what? Seven messages? Probably
1: I know it's double figures, probably thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> right, in a day what that fun. what that what that
0: what that suggests to me is it doesn't take a lot to inundate you, is is what I would say.
1: <laughs> Mate, it took me a while to get through the ball. Like, sure, yeah. sure.
0: I had two things happened to me at Centre Parks that I want to talk to you about. Uh, see what your take is on it. First of all, in the car on the way back, I was eating a cereal bar, and as I sort of chewed down on the cereal bar, I realised that the cereal bar had taken a portion of one of my teeth with it. Oof! And wow! So I basically broke—I broke a tooth on the way back. And a cereal bar. I'm going to be honest. I yeah. know. I know. It's like fucking. What am I? Ninety-one. <laughs> But, but what I was really... Do you know, what just I, what, quickly, the
1: saddest thing about yeah. that is that Lisa's yeah. going to have to go to like, wherever you get your cereal bars from, like supermarket, and ask for softer cereal bars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, have you tried, sort of, tried just sort of before he eats them, just putting in a bit of a warm milk, just to soften them up a little bit? They're still have you got any cereal them? bars? <laughs> have
1: you got any cereal bars? Oh, I think we've got some trackers in... Uh, I've, oh, oh no, no, no. Be it's, been, it's, it's, been, it's been 15
0: years since we've been able to eat a tracker. <laughs> Um, his teeth. Have you got any that are just loose in the packet that you can just pour into your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> that you don't have to break up yourself. You can eat with his
1: back teeth. His back teeth are very strong.
0: So anyway, I broke my tooth. I'm getting it sorted Which out. Which tooth? Actually.
1: Which tooth? Which tooth?
0: Like back right, like near the back oh. on the right hand side, right? So um I, I debated not telling Lisa about this, right? As it happened. Why? Because she just She's just so unsympathetic about stuff like that. She hasn't, she hasn't had a single feeling, right? Same. She, she, I
1: haven't she, heard, she, I haven't had a single filling,
0: right? So she sort of sees that as a massive kind of yeah. Things I mean, to take care
1: of her teeth, and yeah, and like you know, she, no, she. I've seen Lisa's teeth; they're lovely. You know, it's yeah. I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying you don't take care of your teeth, but obviously Lisa's in the sort of like you know that's the one thing. Like, I'm not sticking up for Lisa here, but I will say for on Lisa's behalf that you have to listen to her because she, she is definitely the one who knows most about teeth in your house.
0: Because she hasn't had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, because she takes care of them. Yeah, but I'm talking to somebody who, what, in the time that I've known them, has broken one of their front teeth, what, t- 12, 13 times? I've been, <laughs> in, in... I've been inundated <laughs> with stories about you breaking your teeth. No, I've broken... <laughs> I've broken it a number of times. I have broken teeth. Yeah. I haven't got any fillings. Okay, fine. So I've got, I've both got fillings and have broken my teeth because my teeth are. I think I've got bad genetics. Is the truth of it? My yeah, head. but also,
1: how? Just quickly, how hard? Uh, yeah, when you brush your teeth, how thoroughly do you brush them? Do you brush them twice? No,
0: I go, I go to town when I brush my teeth.
1: You need to get an electric
0: toothbrush. I've got an electric toothbrush and I've got a water pick. Wow! So you know, I'm not fucking about it, right? <laughs> no. But... <laughs> No,
1: but the swan. I think the swan cares about you, but I think sometimes you need tough love.
0: Do you know the swan's got like four toothbrushes? What? Yeah. She she brushes what? her she she likes got she's got like a main toothbrush, she's got an electric toothbrush, then she's got a little thin toothbrush that she does all the then she's got a final toothbrush for like a finishing. It's crazy. Wow. I know. Four toothbrushes. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I know, I know. Um the other thing that... Oh, she's back now. The swan's back. I better keep my fucking voice down. She's just done PT. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, um, you'll lose another tooth. Yeah, Fuck it now. Get the old swan's wing straight in the mush. Um The other thing that uh happened is that Lisa is uh is constantly telling me that I don't pay attention when I'm doing things, right? Constantly telling yeah. me that. I don't concentrate. I don't. Anyway, I came back from Centre Park yesterday and I unpacked my suitcase and... In that suitcase, I'd brought back with me the fucking TV remote from the lodge. What?
1: <laughs> you can get charged for that, mate. That's quite a serious crime within the yeah, that first, first of
0: all, first of all, first of all, don't make it out like I'm gonna have a fucking mob hit on me. All right? <laughs> I've accidentally brought the remote back from I don't know how it happened. I, I've got no idea. I, I actually think Yeah, but I actually think one of the kids overheard Lisa saying that to me and has stuck it in there as a little sabotage. Don't blame them. Don't please
1: do not blame Charlie Alex or Theo. Please, I implore you not to. <laughs> I my heart is just going out to the people. I just can't stop thinking about the people who are turning up at that lodge following you and sort of someone whispers to them, Oh, Rome nathan I think his family were staying here last time and they're like, Oh wow, like that's very exciting. Um, sort of like really feeling like blessed that sort of they're in the same place that you stayed and then they go to watch T V and they can't because you've taken
0: well, they, they can, can because those centre park lodges have got like seven TVs in them, haven't they? So they're just. I'm looking at you get... showing off.
1: No, but they have. They why all. Are have. Why are you lent back? The why you lent back and said that? No, but they so, all that's... have. They all have. Got <laughs> what like... lodge did you have?
0: What l- Which lodge were you in? The treehouse one. No, I wasn't in the treehouse. I'm not. I'm not in that treehouse flex, bro. What, was what were you in? Which one? Hola. Hello. This call is being translated.
1: Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat,
0: then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's, I don't know what it's called. Uh, is it called an executive lodge or something? Oof, nice. But each, but so there's a there's a TV in each room. Each of those TVs has got a remote.
1: Yeah, right? but then you some and then there's software. a living
0: room, and each and that TV's got a remote as well. Yeah, but so then the, someone's which one did you take? The one from our, I guess the one from our bedroom. It'd be incredible if I took the one from our living room. <laughs> It'd be like um, willful. Did you chill out
1: on the lazy river at all?
0: Yeah, that, well, that's another thing. Actually, I, I, I wanted to talk about is my anxiety before going to the going to the water bit is just yeah. was just unreal. We went we went uh, on Sunday, and the whole more, I don't want my kid I don't want the kids to know that their dad is like riddled with these kind of issues no you are so I just sort of, so I just pretend I'm chilled out about it but I don't know if there's anything more sort of horrifying than being recognized when you're in swim shorts I mean it's just <laughs> especially if someone asks for a picture it's just absolutely disgusting isn't it I just the, 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 I've got to say I don't mind and actually I like, you know, if people ask for a picture, it's absolutely delightful. Although I have been on occasion, when I've been a couple of times at Centre Parks, once when I was in Portugal at this water park, somebody came up to me and going, Can so I go get... when you went to Schofield? Uh, 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 first of all I never went to a water park at Philip Schofield. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs>
1: I would love the idea of you and Philip Schofield just legging it around. Me and Philip
0: heading off to the Twister. (laughs) See you in a bit. And actually, I've never been to Portugal with Philip Schofield. This is because I put... There's a photo that went... One photo that went up where we went to this outdoor cinema thing. And you fucking held it over me ever since. Because I missed out
1: my day from seeing you myself. And then I... Yeah. As soon as you got out there, you were just sort of networking with your crowd. (laughs) Lisa said to me, it was like <laughs> He went on holiday with <laughs> Schofield and Stephen Mohair.
0: <laughs> oh God. Anyway, that when I've been when I've recognised at uh, a water park in Portugal and the guy said can I have a photo, I just went, come on, mate. Look at me. You I didn't said, say that, did you? I said I did say, come on, mate, look at me. I said, let me go i go, I'll go grab a tea. I did actually. Go and grab a T-shirt and stick it on. There's no fucking way, yeah. yeah. I could make. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And, and he just, I don't know. I don't even want Was to he think right about it. About me grabbing a T-shirt. Yeah. Well, I think if I'd have said, "Look, mate, come on, I don't want to do this like this," I just walked off. I think he would have been a bit knocked. but I did off. Yeah. I, I basically did give him the photo. Shit me. But um, I, I just hate. I, I just hate that. But actually, to be fair. You know, it was actually, as is always the case of these things, it was better than I thought it was going to be. You know, like, the actual. The kids loved it, and I didn't feel like people... I, it, it, there's an arrogance to it. There's a slight arrogance to it, to going into one of these places and being really worried about it. Because essentially what you're thinking is, everybody's going to be looking at me. Yeah. That, that's, kind of, that's kind of partly where that comes from. But People generally don't give a shit. They've, they've got their own hang-ups to deal with, do you know what I mean? They've got, their yeah, own, yeah. they've got their own body concerns to worry about. They're not staring out at you, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, anyway.
1: I like it. Do did they, did they still have the cup? Co- Which one did you go to? Weber. better. Do they still have the um, the ice bath there, where you can jump into?
0: No. Well, I, I didn't know about any ice bath. Oh. I'll tell you what I did do for the first time, though. An escape Sorry? room. Oh, was it any good? Mate. Really? So sick. Yeah, I did, I did not expect... Listen, I imagine it, it. it depends on who you go with, because... What I wouldn't want to do is go with an an expert or somebody who considered himself an escape room. Oh, so specialist. you're saying you
1: don't want to go with me? Do you Just, think you'd
0: be good at that sort of thing? Because uh,
1: let me tell you something. Go back, look at all these uh, crystal mazes with uh, for stand up to cancer. I was a part of the team that got the most gold tickets.
0: Okay, but I mean that doesn't that doesn't. I don't understand why that means that you'd be good at escape rooms.
1: Yeah, because the crystal maze is the the birthplace of all escape rooms.
0: Did you go? Did you go into any of the rooms?
1: Yeah, two rooms I absolutely nailed.
0: Is this, are you, I, I can't tell if you're being honest. No, no,
1: true, true, man. True Say, And when it came to sort of like talking about leadership, they were like actually, you know, it was me, Ellie Simmons, uh, Molly King, and um, uh, Ollie, uh, is it Ollie Locke from Made in Chelsea? Right. Um, yeah. So there's the so, four of you. I think it was one other person. but I can't remember who that was.
0: Okay, well, that's uh <laughs>
1: That's a no, shame. It was it's, good for years ago. It's a shame isn't it? just...
0: for all of the complaining you've done about people making you feel like shit when you go onto these shows. <laughs> right, let me you just can't just even fucking good... bother to remember the names of the other people you're on with.
1: Let me just have a look at here quickly. There, we just—I've never googled anything on this before. So, oh, and it was Nicola Adams, the boxer. Oh,
0: okay. Very
1: strong team. Very, very strong. strong. Yeah.
0: So, so in all seriousness, how many times did you do it? Once. You did it once.
1: Yeah, I did it once. Was it fun? Stand I did it for Stand Up to Cancer. It was, yeah, I, I really I did actually enjoy it. It, it was a kind of buzz. Because I did used to watch it as a kid, Crystal Maze.
0: Yeah, of course I did, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was upset. Obs- I really liked it. it so so do you,
0: are you genuinely telling me that you would be... You, you think you'd be good in an escape room? I
1: would say that like that's why I catch up on any kind of plate. I wouldn't embarrass myself. I think me and you together would be... A, I actually, you know what we could do is... is Podcast the escape room? Yeah. We. i tell you what, mate. The, the what really are we interesting, in,
0: why don't we insta-live? Why don't you and I... Because everything's opening up now. You and I go and do an escape room and we'll insta-live the thing. I know oh, we, we can't. We it. can't. I don't think we can. Why? Because it will give it away then, won't it? Well, don't we ruin that escape room for... Aren't oh, you yeah, but, yeah.
1: But also, it's like, to what end? Like, people... if it, In a way, people, I think, would still get a buzz out of going to say, saying, oh, we did it quicker. Because it's not about... Solving solve it it's about how quick you can solve it
0: if there are any escape rooms that would be willing to have me and Tom
1: and like throw it out maybe your cousin or a friend or someone you know down a pub has got an escape room or, no we d- no
0: no. I don't want to get fucking just locked in some incel shed right
1: no, no. <laughs> no. but no what we need to do is make sure this goes far and wide yeah, like sure, even if sure, just sure, go down sure. to your local escape room, just say, look, yeah, I don't know if you've had the Wolf
0: and Our podcast,
1: they're interested in just look you know. Yeah. Is it possible
0: is it possible for us to insta live an escape from your escape room? Yeah. And it yeah. it has to be an official escape room that I can Google. I don't want you just fucking just go, I've done my I've done or, my living room up like one or whatever. Or throwing it out to my
1: kith and my kin and my brethren. Um maybe um you have done a escape room that you thought was especially hard. Maybe it's the hardest one you ever you've ever been in. I don't, in. Like, I don't I just,
0: think I don't think we're ready.
1: I don't think we're ready for a really difficult escape room, mate. Mate, if I'm going into the world of escape rooms, I need to go to the top end. I can't because, honestly, that's how I roll.
0: Why don't we just try an easier one to start off with and see how we feel, okay? Because what I suspect will happen if we follow your plan is it'll just be you and I frustrated in a room for an hour. Someone lets us (laughs) out.
1: (laughs) But also, you know, because they get different ones, don't they? I'm actually really excited about this. Mate, I, I I wish.
0: loved look, I I, I I thought I wasn't gonna like it. I did it because of the kids. And Wait, I ended who up, is, ended who up is really the who's the best at it? You know what? I'm gonna tell you this. Like the like the first Avengers film, everybody had their moment. There was a wow. time when Charlie Sean, there was there's a bit where Charlie identified something and I dismissed it foolishly because he's six. Wow. I just went, Charlie, it's not gonna be that. And it was exactly what he said it was, so Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty gracious about it to be fair to him, but it was Was he? Yeah. But there's a bit of egg on my face. The other the other two really did let rip about it. And what uh, about Lisa
1: was Lisa there?
0: Yeah, Lisa was there, yeah, physically. She but, good? You know, was she? Uh, no, she was good. She was actually good. She was good.
1: I think Lisa would be one of the top sort of five, ten people I'd have if I was in the skate room. She always seems like pretty mannered stuff and now i know with you that you're going to poo poo ideas because you think you know best but i'll follow through with them (laughs) you got that kind of custom vibe about you
0: there's one there's one bit that that made me think of you actually because he goes like that he goes just so you know you, you know you're exploring all around the room and you're searching the room but you only need two fingers of force i don't know what two fingers of force actually means but you only need two fingers of force on anything so don't force it. I just imagine that's for that's for people like you. If I could walk into an escape room, just tear everything off the fucking wall, <laughs> plaster coming off, chair furniture broken because you think something's concealed inside the seat of a chair or whatever. How detailed do they go? These things, mate, it's mad. I don't want to give it away for anybody who visits uh, Centre Parks Woburn, but. Like some of the puzzles, I was genuinely like, "This is actually really impressive how they've done this." Wow. Did you write a review about it? No. Why would I? Why would I fucking do that? I've got a family well, and, like, a, and a life I want to enjoy. No, but if there's
1: just, it's like a little book or <laughs> my thing about Zenafix, I always think it's good to write a little review and say well, that. I, while I, you're do him.
0: you know what? I, 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 those reviews are just what the fuck.
1: I always write them. Like, well, like, there you I go. Always... I mean, it doesn't it doesn't change my opinion on them no but i would put like an hour aside on the sort of like day you're going home to sort of like right an hour aside
0: yeah like no just sort of like as a just catherine going tom Should we start packing just just another half an hour my dear i'm just i'm just filling out my trip memoirs
1: (laughs) no but i think for other people like-minded souls who turn up there because like look basically you've just said yourself you fooled yourself here because you're like, oh, the escape room was amazing, but I didn't think it was going to be. Yeah, so what? But if you, if you, so how many millions of people are going to Centre every at Woburn and going, oh, the escape room's not for me. They Then they read this plucky little message from someone who's had the time of their life there. And they're like, actually,
0: you know what? I'm going to give that a try. Yeah, but I, I, I did think it wasn't for me, but I did give it a try anyway. So what's your point?
1: Oh, okay. What about Mark or Kevin or Lucius who turn up and they're like, Was that your attempt? Did
0: did you go, you go, Mark and Kevin, and then go, I need to think of an ethnic (laughs) name here, and you come up with Lucius? No, that was just three people's names I thought of on the top of my head, right? And those
1: guys, you know, Sandra, Melica, uh, Saffron, they're not these people, right?
0: They're not. uh, I'll tell you one thing those people are not going to hang out together. I can tell you that for (laughs) now.
1: No, these are all different people from different rooms of life who stumble into center parks and question whether to go into the escape room there at Woburn. And all they, all it takes is people just to stand up and go. No, no, actually, I had the time of my life in there. That's yeah. in my top five memories of like holidays, you know. And they put that in, and then yeah. people go in and go, "Oh, it was actually really, really special." Thank okay, you. well,
0: look, you know, I sort of feel like I'm doing. I've, I've recommended it on the podcast, so you know. Yeah. also the other yeah. thing is it's a pancake house. So well, they've got one at Weyburn. They have got one at Weyburn. It does. They've got vegan pancakes there. Wow. I had the banoffee. Oh. my. Yeah god the pancake it tastes like a banana fritter just in and amongst the pancake it was fucking unbelievable mate be honest oh. how many times did you go there well, only once only once. what really oh, yeah, no, yeah. i'm back
1: if food's good but i'm at a place that's set the parks i'll go at least yeah, four yeah times.
0: but i can't you know i can't be we can't we've got the kids man if i if it was just me and lisa i definitely would have convinced her to go back but you can't i don't want the kids to start thinking that's normal to fucking get a pancake out seven times across a three-day fucking break. do you reckon do you reckon do you reckon we're going to end up doing these together now what yeah what do you think
1: i enjoyed them on zoom but i like them together i think we can mix it up
0: the problem is if we if we commit to doing them in the same room we won't be able to do them twice a week because there's no fun no no no, we live what how far away from me do you live now i live 137 miles from you
1: is that true hold on hold on hold on let me do if we let me put 140 miles Holy and shit, yeah. how, how come you did 137 off
0: the top of your head like that?
1: Because I'm good at mate, that's my that's that's my gift. That is my
0: gift. What? Sort of guessing to within three miles of how far someone's away from you.
1: Yeah. If if I was in the armed forces or if I was in like sort of like the olden days, that would be like uh I'd be like that sort of yeah. People come to me and go, Oh yeah, we've got to get there here. Well I've got to yeah. travel to Crawley. Yeah. Be Tom, like, Tom,
0: so Tom, Tom, we need you now because all the maps have been destroyed all the gps has been has disappeared so now finally we've managed to find a fucking very specific set of circumstances in which you're not fucking useless so can you tell us roughly to the nearest mile how far this location don't worry about direction we'll figure that out we'll send different people to move in all the different directions for the distance that you tell us now <laughs> Mate, it's, it's a hell
1: of a fucking thing, though. Okay. I mean, you didn't think it was that for you. I think sometimes you underestimate how big England actually is. When have,
0: I, when, when have I ever given you reason to think that I've underestimated the size of England?
1: No, like there when I said, like, oh, 137 miles, you were like, oh, you look like you thought I was crazy.
0: No, Cause... I didn't. No, it's not that. It's just the... F- I, I looked because I was like, you didn't even hesitate. Yeah. Like, you hesitate before you use any word that's longer than two syllables. Like, hundred <laughs> 100- <laughs> but 137 miles he just pulled out straight away um okay time for some emails hit
1: me up baby uh
0: to the wolf owl and of course the good lady swan this is oh anonymous uh more of a discussion piece if anything but i'm currently in an amazing relationship with the girl of my dreams we do everything together my world has become so much happier with her in it However, every now and again, I get reminded of love I once had throughout my uni years, 10 years ago, when I'm still not sure to this day whether it was reciprocated, but we enjoyed each other's company immensely and occasionally still hang out whenever we can. The problem is I've never been able to completely let my feelings go. I would never act on my feelings towards her to us being in such strong relationships currently. I often wonder whether she's the one that got away or I was just in love with the moment. My question to you is, am I in the wrong for having her in my thoughts fairly often and if so do you have any advice on how i can let her go big shout to you sweet sweet souls for bringing the world your friendship through this podcast keep up the good work peace and love tom davis i think i think the
1: truth of the matter is often the these people that we're talking about here uh in this scenario is quite often it is just a moment or a time in your life rather than the actual person that you're trying to rekindle saying use it you know someone you know you're a bit a bit younger and you sort of uh hope hold, you're holding on to that sort of that vibe I, I personally think it's i think it can be quite a distracting thing as well and quite a sort of a, a quite a negative thing to think too much about the past and people in the past in in that sense i think it's sort of um it's difficult just to er- like get rid of that but I, I do think it's uh i don't know how you how would you get rid of sort of thinking about someone like that Well. I, it's difficult. I I, I I look at it and think. There's people that you know. You you might just might cross your mind every now and again, and you think, "I wonder what they're up to or whatever." But I don't think you can ever get obsessed with that. And I do. I don't. I do think it's more the
0: time than the well, look, than look, the person itself. I, I I kind of I've got to be honest with you, but part of me thinks, and this is a bit of a weird theory, but part of me thinks that there is part of your psyche that is always looking for what is wrong in the situation that you're in. It's like a, it's like a part of you that's looking for to, to find a flaw or to find what might make you unhappy, even if you're, in a, if you're in, a, in a happy situation and you're in a happy relationship and your mind is going, what could possibly be wrong with this? What, you know, your neurotic, your human side, the, the, the human nature that wants you to kind of pick at it and sort of undermine it is going, oh, what about that relationship I had when I was at uni? What if that was better than the one I'm having now? Or what if something had happened with, with that person? And that is that is just that is just human nature. And I really think the reason that you're thinking about it so much is because you're worried about thinking about it so much. You're trying to block it out. And you you think if you think about this thing, it's like if I go to you, don't think about a pink elephant. Automatically you think about that thing. You can't block your mind from thinking these things. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to accept that you will have those thoughts and actually those thoughts mean nothing that's not you that's just something that's popping into your head that's just something that that that, that you're you're not the same as your your mind's eye you're, you're different to that do you know what I mean you're, you're separate to that so even if you are thinking about it, who gives a shit you're happy in your relationship you're enjoying your relationship you're looking back with rose tinted glasses every now and again at this past relationship because your mind is looking for some reason why you've got to remember like commitment is a difficult thing it's a nerve-wracking thing and If you're thinking about potentially, I don't know, spending the rest of your life with that person, you will inevitably start thinking, what if that's a mistake? You know, part of your brain goes, is this the right? Is this definitely the right thing to do? It's why people get nervous on the day of their wedding, because they're thinking, fuck, is this the right thing? Is this the absolute 100% the right thing? And uh, so what I would say to you is, look, my advice is to stop punishing yourself so much for it. man. You you, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get upset, it doesn't mean that you're betraying your other half, but also you don't have to put a block on it, you don't have to feel guilty every time that thought pops into your head every time that thought pops into your head, all you've got to think to yourself is that's not the relationship I'm in, I'm romanticising sometimes from my past and I'm happy in the relationship that I'm in now and jobs are good, do you know what I mean I, I really think you don't need to worry about it as much as you are. Exactly
1: what Rom said, if I'm honest with you I think that was that was absolutely sweet sweet advice from the Romsky. Like, that was, that was maybe up there the best advice I've ever had you give.
0: You've said that the last three times I've given advice, by the way.
1: No, I haven't. But that was very silky smooth. It was nice. It was nice, yeah. boy. And it's I think like, we can all listen to that.
0: Yeah, listen. And, all, and you know, above all,
1: do you? you know?
0: Yeah. Wow. Using my limerick at the end. Okay. Uh, next is uh, another anonymous... Wow. The Swan really loving The Anonymous at the moment. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: this is quite a long one, so... Okay, let me settle back. Okay. Uh, dear Trio... A long email, but can't be bothered to spell all everything. Yeah. It's gone into a lot of detail about the situation, but can't be asked to separate us as people. Uh, anyway, dear Trio, I'm a borderline adequate-looking mid-30s man with an amazing wife that I met online five years ago. Three years and a baby later, we decided to move back to our home village to benefit from being close to extended family, and most importantly, leave the chaos of city life and offer our toddler a better environment to grow up in. During our get-to-know-each-other phase, we had the usual chats about our respective past, and she didn't want to dwell on hers, as she admitted to having a wild one. And although she's not ashamed of her life back then, she isn't proud of it. The past is the past, and that's where it belongs, she said, and I've been comfortable with that since she said it. However, things have changed significantly since our toddler is now at nursery, attached to the one village school. I'm not known by name but as Sophie's husband as I'm generally the only black person in the village and we have a stunning mixed-race daughter. Having lived in a city all my life, I wasn't used to the level of celebrity not being white generated but it's all on the positive end of the spectrum so there are no complaints. How wrong I was. Uh, Being black wasn't my USP. This wasn't the reason why people smiled at me at the school gates. I've since found out that my wife had sex with nine of the parents, men and women, at the school that our child will continue to attend for the next seven years. There are only 40 kids in the entire school. I'm not a jealous person, but this bombshell hit me hard. I'll admit to having difficulty taking our daughter to school, knowing that the jokey nudges at the school gates are at my expense. Only last week, one of the parents asked if my wife had calmed down or if she's still a goer. And, I took, and it took my overwhelming love for my daughter and desire not to be killed by the local constabulary to not kick this guy's face in right there. But I left in a mood. It has unfortunately spilled into the relationship with my wife. The benefit she sold of living in a small, tight-knit community is being hideously outweighed with the fact that my wife has a greater physical knowledge of the parents at school than the local GP. I've no one to talk this over with as the only people I know here are friends and family. I can't talk to my family as they're still hurt with my decision to leave in the first place and would roll out the I told you so rhetoric. I would really appreciate some advice on how to deal with the situation on the school run and how to approach the conversation with my wife as he shuts it down quicker than a lockdown rave. I understand that the past is the past, but not when it directly impacts on the present situation. Please call me out if I'm being a dick, if that's your opinion. Keep up the excellent work, and listening to your podcast is the closest thing to chatting with mates for an hour, like my good old days. Thanks, and stay safe. Anonymous. Wow,
1: man. This is a top vault conundrum, my friend. Um, look, if I'm going to be honest, I think that it's a very, very difficult um position that you found yourself in. number one i think it's fucking immature and pathetic and slightly a, a fucking and, it, and this is nothing against your wife that that gentleman walked up to you and said such a thing because i think yeah, that guy's a fucking scandalous prick. i think so i think you have to rule the fact out that he spoke like that because um every every, every one of us is a past and i think the fact of the matter is you know yeah you know, as an adult i think the, the one thing is you separate you know someone who's you know growing up and whatever people you know are gone through or you know whatever situation they found themselves in uh you have to kind of fucking let that be do you know what i mean because you, you've not married and you've not had a child with uh the you know the teen that late teenage early 20s version of your wife you've done that with someone you've met who has gone through all that and become a solid person someone that you've chosen to start a family with and someone that you you know have have you know given a lot and given up a lot for and i think that there's there's clearly a very very amazing solid relationship that you have there um i think that the, 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 the big trouble is i i live in a, a small town but i live in a slightly small town i think I, I the thing i noticed when i moved here was sort of how mm, how many people sort of seem to know sort of like you know what you're doing on a daily thing or that they will there'll be more interest in your life it was sort of up coming moving from london i found that absolutely fucking mind-boggling how you know where you can sort of walk around walk around and no one really sort of gives a shit who you are and all of a sudden everyone's got a bit of a story and and you know it's a very very sm- sort of small hub and a small community so i think there's a sort of side of it where that level of gossip and that level of like intrusiveness is just the nature of living in a small place like that and i think it's it is for you to now sit with your wife i think and and you 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 have to have that conversation with her whether she tries to shut it down or whatever she does but it's it's going to be a big deal for you like you know moving forward you know with your daughter i I also think it's it's worth i don't know how you go about this but i think if people say some stuff to you like that you, you kind of have to you have to know the facts i guess from your wife but then you have to be able to shut them down and and because it's not fair it's you know it's not fair on you but also it's not fair on your wife to be talked about in such a way and and the mother of your daughter to be talked about in such a way i i, I genuinely find that as i find that pretty scandalous and i feel quite upsetting adults talk like, i know they do because you know um most of them got anything else more interesting to talk about in their, like, their, their lives than other people but i I do think man i i think it's up to you to sort of you know take this by the bull by the horns speak to your wife and and i think if anyone says um says that I think it's, you know, try and keep your cool, But I think, uh, if, if someone steps to you and sort of says, saying like that's your wife, I think you're well within your rights to tell them to shut up and not speak to you again. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to be completely honest, so I don't, I think that's disgusting behavior from that guy.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I think like that guy's an absolute prick. I, I think you've got, you've got, you've got a bit of a perfect storm of a situation here in a negative way in terms of your wife has had the past that she's had. Um, and that is within a small village. And and there are people that have passed like that, that it's not even spoken about because they grew up in bigger areas, do you know what I mean? Or bigger cities or towns or whatever. So you're just a bit, un- you're in an unfortunate situation there. there. There's a couple of things to say about this. First of all, the reason that everyone's talking about it is because you guys have just come back or, or she's just come back. And this is like one of seven things that might've happened that year, do you know what I mean? In terms of things to talk about. And so that's the reason why everyone's going on about it. But the truth of it is, is that people will stop talking about it. You know, they will stop talking about it. And I'm not trying to make this about me, but like when our kids first started school, I remember like getting attention or whatever because of, of having a tele profile. But now people just don't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? People just get used to that. And the reason I mentioned that is because people will just get used to this. People It will stop being a thing, an interesting thing for people to talk about. Um, even if it wasn't, The fact of the matter is, mate, is that your wife's past has nothing to do with you. And I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean is this all happened before she knew you. She's chosen to be with you. You've got a beautiful daughter. None of that shit matters, man. None of that shit matters at all. Whether the, the fact that it bothers you, though, is a problem. And I would say, like, as Tom said, talking about it to your wife, I think the bigger problem is not what her past is but the fact that she just sort of feels reluctant to talk about it with you because the truth is, like it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It has no bearing on your present or your future um, unless you allow it to. And, you know, you're currently allowing it to because she's being cagey about talking about it and your, your fear of what it is is probably making you build up to more than it, more than it is um, in your head. So I think that's something you've got to kind of come to terms with. The other thing that you've got to work out is whether... This is such a negative thing for you that you don't want to live there. And I know that's an extreme thing to say, but you've either got to make peace with this or you guys have got to think about moving. Because at the moment, just based on what you've said in this email, it doesn't feel like you're very happy with the situation as it is. Now, that might be temporary, and it might be once you have a chat with your wife or once you've kind of the village has got over the excitement of, of, of having you guys there that'll pass and you can get on with like living a normal life um or that's a longer term problem and you guys have got to think about maybe changing your circumstances to to make that better that's up to you guys to sort out but it needs talking about you know and i think if you bury it it's just gonna it's just gonna get worse and worse and then that's gonna start turning to resentment and then there's no coming back from that really
1: i think as well it's worth saying on on another note not talking about your um because obviously you know the whole thing with your wife and all that and which is as Ron says, it's a perfect storm of a bad situation. But I also think, you know, while you're focusing on that, I think your attention should also be focusing on on a bit of resolution with your own family. you, you know, to reach out to them because it, it makes makes me quite sad hearing that you haven't you haven't got that support network where you are. Um and you know, you need that as a human being. You need to have people, you know, I think when you move away like i say, you know when you work with where you can come ever so reliant on um just one person and that will that will change the dynamic of your relationship even outside just the uh you know just just what else is going on at the school gates because all of a sudden you're she's the only person you've got around so you're probably overcompensating certain levels of sort of like attachment there and i think you need to make sure you focus on getting together with friends talking to your friends talking to your family
0: Yeah. And and, and also the other thing I I do like, I do want to say like, if your wife doesn't want to talk about her past, you know, we don't have a right to demand that we know everything from other half's past. I mean, it's like, that is personal to her. And, you know, although I said her not talking about it has, has probably blown up in your head. If she doesn't ever want to talk about it, that is also okay. Do you you know what I mean? So Look, the truth is it's quite a complicated situation, but as is the case with all of these things, talking about it will make things better. You know, you, you need to take some sort of action and sitting on it and and, and and not discussing it and letting it fester is only going to cause further problems. Uh, in my opinion, and the, the wolf's opinion. Good luck, mate. Please keep in touch and let us know how it goes. Um, okay. How do you think we handled that? That felt quite a tricky one. To that, was, that, was a,
1: that was a tough one. I hope he's okay. I send them love and I send them faith.
0: Okay, so this is from Damon, and he's given himself an animal name here, AKA the Croc. Um, Dear Wolf, Owl, and Swan, brackets, no need to keep anon. You may remember a couple of weeks back, you answered my question regarding the future of the Wolf and Owl Pod. So, first of all, I'd like to say thanks to the Swan for choosing my question for the bonus episode that week. I thought I'd try my luck again, but this time... So, first of all, we can see what's happened. He's given a little bit of thanks to the swan, and she's picked him out a second fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I'd try my luck again, but this time, something a little more personal, as I'm always fascinated and enjoy listening to your heartfelt and honest advice. My wife often makes comments to me about not showing her any affection in regards to hugs, telling her I love her, etc. We can often follow up asking if I'm getting bored of her. Now, she couldn't be any more wrong. We've just been together for 14 years, married for almost eight, and have three children inside I couldn't be happier she's my world it's just a shame I don't know how to show it on the outside don't get me wrong this isn't all the time but it does crop up more than anything else I'll be the first to hold my hands up and agree with her to be honest but that's just the way I am I'm pretty sure I always have been to me I've always I've never been an affectionate guy I'm not one for sharing my feelings and I think I'd find it hard now to change after all this time I hate her feeling this way so I was wondering if you guys so i wondering if you guys have ever had any similar situations or have any advice on this matter on how I can try and stop her feeling this way uh ps it's my 36th birthday on sunday as well as our wedding anniversary on the same day so it'd be great to get a message off the wall for now keep up the good work love the croc uh happy birthday and happy anniversary from both of happy us happy birthday
1: croc dog um listen uh do you know i i think that actually your scenario here is a lot more common in uh men uh of a certain age than you you, you you'd ever think i think that i think sometimes we take for granted that the women that we're with, uh, or the men that we're, we're, we're with, or whatever, just know how how we feel about them. We we sort of I think get to a point where we don't think we have to sort of show them, and we have to sort of do that. I think just because we, I think we just sort of. I've I've been in scenarios where well. I'll tell people how much I adore my wife, I love my wife, and all that, and then I realise she will say to me, oh you haven't actually said that to me," and I think, "Oh, fucking hell, i I've, you know I haven't because I just." take it for granted that she she knows how i feel about her so i've been in a position where i sort of check myself more and more now to make sure that i convey that across to her and sort of, sort of how i feel you know um but i think it's i think it's more common than you you i don't you know than you'd think i think i mean i don't know about you Ron. i mean you've been with you've been at least a little bit longer i've been with Catherine. do you ever have that at all Or
0: i mean that bitch hasn't touched me for five years <laughs> Uh, no, I'm joking. I, 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 I totally agree with you. I, I think that um, it's very easy to fall into... Uh, it's funny that, isn't it? Because people assume that when you've been together a long time, that you just, you're just you not in love anymore. Or they sort of think, you know, there's loads of jokes. You know, it's an old comedy, stand-up comedian's trope about, oh, my God, I've been with this woman for 10 years and I'm done with her, or whatever. You know, you're in love with your other half, but you just basically fall into sort of the habits you're comfortable with each other you don't feel the need to do any sort of showy affection and so you just don't do any affection but the truth of it is look look at the wording of what you said um i I love her so much right um i couldn't be happier she's my world mate i've got i'll be honest with you man i just think you've got to show her a bit of affection it's not that you know like if that's what she really wants and she's your world i think you just got to just be, make that a conscious thing that you do. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I actually think if you give her a few hugs, tell her you love her, that the the difference in her self-esteem will be massive. And actually, I think you'll notice a positive effect in your relationship, man. I really, really do. Hey,
1: okay, Buster, go and do it now. Don't write emails to guys that you're infatuated with. Um, go and tell your wife you love her.
0: Yeah, go and yeah. give her a hug. Go, go, go on, Croc. Give her
1: actually, a- I want to shout out now to everyone who's listening to this podcast right now. In my hungover state, the first thing I'm going to do when I finish this is I'm going to go and tell my goddamn wife I love her. And if you're listening to this, go and do the same. You deserve it.
0: <laughs> oh, you hungover arsehole. Um, okay. It's time for the last email of the ting before I go off and do some, my first personal training session in a while.
1: Uh, okay. I can't wait to
0: see you. This is for a, this is from anon. 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 To the wolf, the owl and the swan. And this is somebody who messaged, me, messaged us a while ago, Tom. So uh, this isn't really about advice. This is just an email to, to read out before you close out the show for us. To the wolf, the owl and the swan. Well, what can I say? You boys gave me a beam of light in the darkness at a very low point in my life. I've taken on the advice from Tom about being a better friend to myself and I'm trying not to think about the friends I've lost and more the friends I might make in the future and I look forward to maybe contacting some of the people that contacted the podcast. And Rob, thank you so much for saying that I'm doing a good job. I've never been told that before. That really meant a lot, and it made me think positively. The fact that you lot read my email and responded means more than you'll ever know. The fact I'm ending my, like I'm ending my three-point turn in that cul-de-sac, and I'm starting to look to the future. Things are shit, but they can get better, and I was starting to forget that. I'm humbled that people have reached out to the podcast. That stuff brings tears to my eyes. It's nice to know that people care, and that's what it's about at the end of the day. A little bit of love and care goes a long way. Thank you so much, Tom, Rom, and Lisa, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, and he's given me some reggae recommendations because I talked about reggae the other day. Um, uh, uh, oh. What a lovely... Isn't that nice? I'm not going to lie, Rom.
1: Uh, I just about held it together through that. Very sweet. Very, well, you know, I think we all know who it's from, So, and, and the dilemma. And I've, you know what, of everyone... I had, I had people message me on Instagram sort of saying I'll to sort of send like, you know, his info over or whatever. And mm. yeah, well, Rom, um, I guess that's it, brother. Yeah. Uh, Email's thank you for completed. Email.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're done here. Okay. Tom, can you please, uh, well, actually before we, before we do that, can we just say thank you so much for emailing back in? And uh, Lisa has been passing on stuff. So uh, the Swan has been doing her duty in terms of passing on contact details to this guy. So, Good luck, wow. man. Keep in touch. Big shout-out um, to Swan. Yeah, big shout-out to Swan. I love you, Swan, with all of my heart. I'm going to give you the hugging of your lifetime when, you, when I finish recording this, although you're out. Who knows with? Uh, who with? Um, anyway. you'll get back from PT, you'll be sweaty and manly. Oh, I'll be all sweaty and fucking pheromones coming out of the anus. Um, okay. Oof. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Tom, take us out, please.
1: And they patrolled the woods. The wolf prowling, slow and steady, cool and calculated. The owl squawking upon his back, looking for those in need. Looking for those who'd fallen, some from great heights, or some who'd just tripped. At one point, they came across a deer. It had a terrible time of it, and they helped him out, and they gave him some suggestions, and he actually went about his life and shit got better. And then they found a uh, lonely squirrel, a gray squirrel in a sea of orange squirrels. And for a while they spoke to him and uh, the owl flew off and found some worms and they fed it to, fed it to him. <laughs> and the gray squirrel became friends with the orange squirrels. And then he had sex with an orange squirrel and they had a gray and orange squirrel baby. So, you know, his life got better and they continued to walk around the woods helping animal upon animal (laughs) you know ducks and uh foxes and badgers (laughs) and such and one day the wolf made a great fire and they sat together both smoking cigars (laughs) as the fire licked their feet or claws and the owl said we've made so many other animals happy haven't we? And the wolf said, yes. But you know what? The internal happiness is the one that we've made ourselves. Good night, dear friend. And they both went to sleep knowing that happiness was their dreams.
0: Okay. Um, there's a couple of things there. Uh, one, as I, when you sort of do these, I do try and picture them in my mind's eye. It's very difficult to know how animal-like and how human-like we are because you, sort of, you, do, you do mix it up in terms of the things that we're able to do um we're able to start a fire and light cigars also wandering around the woods sort of helping other animals um and then the other thing is is you really have made you really have bigged up our contribution to sort of general life, haven't you? <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, yeah.
0: I yeah. mean, us walking around sort of improving all of the other animals' lives.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I
0: think you might. Have, I think that last email might have you might have dropped the kool aid off the back of that. If one. I'm, that I'm honest with also. you, that
1: last email was very hard to come off the back of and do anything but like <laughs> a really big switch. And also, you've got to remember, like, I, my head is in quite a hungover state, so it is sort of I feel very melancholy at the moment. Yeah.
0: Hold on, Lisa's just, the one's just come back. I'm just going to do a little experiment. Hold on. Lisa, can you come in here a sec? We're just ending the podcast. We're just bringing the podcast to end. I just want to let you know, I love you so, My so job. much. Hi, Lisa. I, I, I just want to let you know, I love you so, so much. You you mean the world to me. Why are you doing this? I'm not doing <laughs> Why are you doing that? I'm just telling you I love you. What's oh, wrong? Well. Well, feel like Lisa see guys it really it really can be magical all you've got to do is is reach out Uh, so embarrassing when she said why why are you doing that anyway well you know what James
1: Torrance play us out with the Jackson 5 I'll be there